Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. It's been a little bit, right? A couple of weeks. I was in Japan. I highly recommend you go to Japan if you can. Nice people, polite people, civilized, no jaywalking, quiet on the subway, polite, helpful. I think I made my point. Great food, looks cool. You know, you get it. I have some tour dates coming up. Sketchfest in San Francisco on the 8th and 9th. Then I'm going to do a show at Caroline's on the 14th of January. And there's a little ticket link. You can save $5 off those tickets. And uh, going to Charleston, Baltimore, D.C., Vancouver, Ithaca, and Albany. Go to ToddBerry.com for those dates and ticket links. Check out Todd Berry Podcast t-shirts. Oh, my God. Go to Teespring, T-E-E, Spring.com slash Todd Berry. And there's tickets. There might be a little message saying we need to print a few more of these to sell and send them out. I don't. I think that thing just keeps re, uh, re-upping, so don't worry about that. I don't know what re-upping means. It's probably not the right word, but you know what I mean. What I mean is it's okay to order it. It's cool. And my Netflix special is still on there, the uh, the, the Crowdwork Tour. Check it out. Me going to seven cities, winging it. Came out pretty nice, directed by Lance Bangs, produced by Louis C.K., made his money back, so that's cool. And... uh what else is there? Oh, Feral Audio. Go to feralaudio.com because they bring you this podcast and many others. And uh, you can follow them on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Anyway, my guest today, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to leave that in, me going, uh-uh, because it's, you know, it's, I'm a human being. I'm not going to redo it. It's not a recording studio. It's my table. I know I, I, I could redo it on my table. I, fair enough. Doogie Horner is on the show. He's uh, a comedian who's open for me, and he's also an interesting guy, and he is an illustrator. He does book covers. He had a crazy appearance on America's Got Talent that he talks about. So have a listen. Here's Doogie Horner, everyone. Were you excited that I called you to do this? I didn't call you. I texted you. Yeah, I was very excited. I was sitting in a coffee shop, and I said, oh, man, I need someone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> going, going down a long list of yeah, crossed it was a long off list. names. It was and like, like, all like oh. real big, big, big names, then medium names, then small names. Then, then below those small names. Right. No, I, I can't start out. I can't start out insulting you, Doogie, but that's what I do. 
I think it's I think it's what people like about you. What were you doing when I uh, when I texted you? I was finishing up a poster. I was drawing a poster. I'm giving a talk at uh, Tyler School of Art where I went to college. Where's that? Is that in Philly? Yeah, it's in Philly. What are you giving a talk about? Uh, design, illustration, and publishing. And so I was. They asked me to draw a poster to promote the talk, so I was finishing that up. So you got to do the talk and do a poster for your own talk. Are they paying you? I think they are. You think they are? Yeah. How do you not know? Because uh, <laughs> it's such an amateur hour thing. I, I don't know yes, if they pay know. pay me if you want. I'm not gonna. Um, uh, no, you got to be tough. Yeah. You got to go. What is this pay? Yeah, I don't know. I like talking about, uh, like doing design or art talks. Um, yeah, I don't mind doing them for free. I feel I, like oh, I don't look man. at them the same way as stand up. I like telling jokes, man, but that'll it's going to cost you. Yeah. So I guess at this point, I should point out that you're a, an illustrator. Yes. And you you just you brought me some of your books. Mm-hmm. You're like a real you're like the real deal author. Oh my god, this one has yeah. Now I'm looking at one that looks it's just like two. What is this? It's a hundred ghosts. So that one's called a hundred ghosts, and it uh, as the title suggests, it's a book of a um, hundred different variations on like the simple bedsheet ghost, the with the two little eyes stuck in it. Oh, okay. And um, each spread is a different ghost. Oh. And some of them are really simple. I guess it's not really podcast material to do something that people can't see. <laughs> right. So I'm going to move on. But that, so this is, you've had three books out, or did you just give me three of your books? Those are the three that I wrote and illustrated. And then I have a couple more that I just illustrated. I have a couple middle grade kids' books that I've illustrated. Do you consider yourself a comedian who's also an illustrator or the other way around? That's a great question. This is a really good question, Todd. Uh, I don't I don't really think about it. I don't rank them. <laughs> That's probably how I would have answered that question. Uh, but uh, people always ask me that, and I think sometimes people, I don't know why, people always ask me that. They think it's like weird, but it's, I mean, I just like doing both. Yeah, no, it it's, uh, it's, makes perfect sense. Who just does one thing? Well, well besides me. A lot of people do. But besides me. I mean, I think it must be unusual because people do ask me about it a lot, but... um. How did you get your book? How did you first get a book published? Well, I, I was working at a publisher. I was working at uh, Running Press. I've always liked books, and I was working there as a book designer. Yeah. And I was also doing stand-up, and a, an editor asked me to write a book proposal about being a stand-up. Uh-huh. They had just published a book called The Melvins, and it was sort of, it was a book about this unknown punk rock band yeah i know who the melvins are oh no wait not the not the melvins because the melvins are well known yeah the hermans the hermans okay you, you, i don't know who the you hermans do not are. know who the hermans are that doesn't mean they're not good though and so they had written a book about like being an unknown band and it followed them from complete obscurity to relative obscurity of a sort of a road memoir and so they asked me to write a proposal for a book like that about being a stand-up uh-huh and so i did but then the Melvin's book flopped. Why so do you it, keep calling it the Melvin's book? Oh, sorry. The Herman's yeah, book. The Herman's book. The Melvin's are going to get pissed at me, man. The Herman's going to so, punk rock me. So uh, easily forgettable. Um, and so, uh, but then the editor felt bad that I had done that proposal. So he shopped it around to some agents. And I got this agent. His name was Frank. And he was mobbed up. He was uh, Donnie Brasco's agent. And really, Joey Bananas. Oh my God, he was this real tough guy, and he he called me and he said, uh, 
hey, I want to be your agent. And I said, okay, well, uh, let me think about it. And he goes, what the fuck is there to think about? Did he really <laughs> go, say that? Yeah, I go, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> he called my friend. He's like, straighten out your friend. What was his problem? So I was like, oh, you're my agent. Was he being like half funny or was he being I think he was being serious. Tough guy. I think he was being serious. Wow. So is he your agent now? Well, no. So then, so he shopped the comedy book around. Nobody wanted it, rightfully so. But let me back up here. Mm-hmm. This is a publisher who asked you to do this? So publisher's getting you an agent? Yeah. So they can find a publisher? It was an editor at the publisher. They asked me to do this proposal. Can you skip the uh, the old middleman on that one and just go, why don't you guys publish it? Uh, they didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> this they is were... great. We don't want to publish it, but let's get you an agent. We'll find someone who wants to publish it. Well, a lot of times, like an editor can like a book, but they don't make the final decision about whether or not the publisher publishes it. Uh-huh. You know, if just like one editor likes it, but the, the publisher doesn't or the team doesn't. See, I'm writing a book. Yes. And I've written a, there's a couple of chapters with you in it because of two gigs we did together. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be more because we did a few more. But I don't even know what, like I know what my editor, I send them stuff, but mm-hmm. are they the final say and like what goes, or is there someone who's going to wait till everything's done and then go sign off on it? It depends because every publisher works a little bit differently. I mean, your editor is not well it depends who your editor is because there's low level editors the mid-level and there's high level your editor could be i mean sometimes the publisher will even edit certain books although that's unusual yeah uh, this um, is a big publisher so but it just depends i mean i don't think simon is going to <laughs> what about schuster i don't think simon and or <laughs> schuster are going to edit my book um oh but so get so how my book Got published. Yeah, back one. to you. Sorry, it's a long story. So nobody wanted it, but I had done a chart in the book about being a comedian. I did a universal comedy flow chart yeah. about all the different common subjects for jokes. And Harper Collins said, we like that chart. Could you do a whole book of charts? So I did some more charts, and then they liked it, and they bought that. And uh-huh. So that was my first book, Everything Explained Through Flow Charts. Everything Explained Through Flow Charts. Wow! Now you can't Kindle these, right? You can. But I mean, I have. A, I just got a Kindle. It's not the best way to. It seems like it'd be a terrible way. It's pretty bad. But you can get these on Kindle. Yeah. Really? I've had people complain. I feel like I've had people send me emails saying, "Hey, just bought the Kindle version of flowcharts. It's bad." <laughs> See, I. I said, "Yeah, I know." I mean, I'm all for progress, but I feel like a book of illustrations. No, Either you have to have some amazing iPad. Maybe on an iPad it wouldn't be so It's bad. not as bad on the iPad, but... but... something about feeling the paper, I think. I, I prefer normal books over e-books in general, but... Um, I just I just got to... I got to say, I like it. I'm reading more than ever. Oh, nice. Well, you know, you, you can... It fits in my pocket. It's great it, for the sub. It's much literally physically easier to mm-hmm. read because you can adjust the type, and I'm an yeah. old geezer. Yeah. I can read it in bed, and it can be completely dark, and I don't have to yep. worry about... Owning some sort of fancy lamp contraction. Who can, who can afford that? <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's just. But I would. I don't think I would ever buy a book like this. I know I wouldn't buy a book like this on, that's good on a Kindle I gave, edition. I gave it to you. I know. Perfect. I don't mean I'm there. I would never buy a book like this, but not on a Kindle is what I mean. Oh uh, yeah. And I also would never buy these books. <laughs> and I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them back to you. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, take those. You, off your if you hands. see them in my trash on your way out, it's because I else. ran out there before you and, and threw them out. <laughs> now, so then you got the deal for the, for the, uh, for the book of flowcharts. Right, and that was my first book. 
Although actually, I did two books before that, but I kind of don't count them because they were they were not so good. So you did two bad books, but they were published. They were. I mean, they were okay. They were silly. The one was, it was like a kit. It was a um, the first timers kit, and it was a humorous guide to losing your virginity. Yeah. So it comes in like a little tin, and it came with like a deck of cards and a bunch of little things, and so it was a whole thing. But I don't really count it as a book because it was. That doesn't sound like a, a book. A it sounds like a novel. Yeah. It sounds like something you buy at Spencer Gifts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. So, did you you publish? They published the book, the mm-hmm. flowcharts, flow and then it sold well. It sold pretty well. I think it's it's sold around like thirty thousand copies so far. Oh, that's great, right? It's, Isn't that for a book? Isn't that like equivalent to like a million records? Although that's not a good analogy anymore. You know, with because records don't sell right, right. or albums. Isn't that like a million cassettes? <laughs> it's not like a million. <laughs> I was just going to make put the same it in joke with VHS. Yeah. Keep going. Let's no, see how long. Anyway, back to the... So it sold 30,000. That's okay. It, it really depends on the publisher's expectations. You know what I mean? Like, it depends how many they expect it to sell. Do they tell you that? Yes, because you can just look at whatever the first print run is. Oh. Because that's usually their guess. I only half read my contract. It's... Because, <laughs> like, you could sell... Uh, let's say a hundred thousand copies of a book, but if they expected it to sell two hundred thousand, right? If it's um, J.K. What's her name again? Rowling. Rowling. Yeah, Rowling. Hundred thousand would be like, they'd be like, "Is everything okay?" It's sort of like with the movies. Like, how much did it cost? What was the budget? You know what I mean? Right. With books, it's the same thing because they pay money for like marketing. They pay money to print it. They assume it's going to make a certain amount of money. Were you upset at all when they said they wanted just the flowcharts? Or were you like, yeah, you didn't carry them? No, it was, that was that you weren't you didn't that wasn't your idea to do that book to begin with, right? Yeah, I thought the comedy book was sort of a bad idea. Yeah, I was like, who's going to want to read about me? Um, this was I was only like three years in. This was even before America's Got Talent. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah, so I was like, who 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 would who wants this book? <laughs> so I didn't think it was a great idea, but. Well, we'll get back to that maybe. Now that you mentioned America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. I think that's when I first, that's the first clip I ever saw of you. Like that was, you went on, well, you want to just tell people? Yeah, so I had never seen uh, America's Got Talent before. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of why I did it. Helium, the, the the club I started at in Philly, they told us about it and they said, if you want to go, you can go audition. Mm-hmm. And so I auditioned couple times in philly and then they interview you they talk to you like they only watch like 30 seconds of your act but they, they'll talk to you for hours really oh because they're more interested in your story or whatever you. story they can get mm-hmm. out of it and so then when i finally did my first real audition in front of an audience was uh, here in new york city at the hammerstein ballroom which i think is three thousand. yeah people. that's huge yeah i went on i was the second to last person of the whole night so the audience had been there they're tired yeah, like maybe four or five hours. I'd been there 10 hours. Uh-huh. I go up and they tell you, I don't know if you guys have watched America's, if your listeners have watched America's Yes, guys, I'm sure they have. You get buzzed if they if the judges don't like you. Right, right. They warn you ahead of time. They said, Was this televised or is this the clip? This or? is the clip that oh, okay, was televised. Yeah. Okay. They said, if you get buzzed, it's going to be loud, just so you know. Yeah. But just ignore it. Keep going. So I started doing my acts. Before I even started with my jokes, I could tell the crowd didn't like me. Yeah. I did 
think like one joke, maybe two, but very short. Yeah. Half the crowd starts booing. Uh-huh. I start my next joke. I get buzzed. Uh-huh. They said it's going to be loud, but it's like, it's an ear-shattering yeah. klaxon. Yeah. So I got scared and I screamed the F word. <laughs> oh. And then I stop. Oh, Half see. the crowd is booing me. I've waited 10 hours. Yeah. They're all like, we don't like you. And I just, I stopped my act and I just said, I said, I don't like you guys either. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Like, yeah, I'm not a- leaving. I just got up here. I've been here for 15 seconds. I'm not going anywhere. So I started making fun of them. Yeah. Like, like insulting the audience. And I can barely hear myself. People were, and then every, oh, I said, you're horrible. I think I said, you're horrible people. Yeah. Then everybody's booing. I had to scream my jokes. Yeah. To be heard because people were booing so loud. And so I was insulting them and then screaming my jokes in between. And then people started to cheer. People like, like. Like that you, wow, he's standing, this guy's standing up to this. Yeah. And so, uh, so I ended up advancing. Because I remember watching the clip. clip is great. It's still out there somewhere, right? Yeah. Just look your name up in America. Doogie Horner. But I remember like Piers Morgan. Uh, he was kind of shitty, right? Yeah. And he said something like, you know, everyone thinks that comedians have the hardest job in the world. Like people, the comedians always think they have. It's like, you know, says, know who doesn't say that? Is comedians. Exactly. Comedians never say we have the hardest no. job. No. People say comedians have the hardest job. And it's like, well, that, that not comedians. Yeah. There's no comedian walking around going, I have the hardest job in the world. <laughs> and I sort of feel like that's what he was implying, but he was he was nasty and kind of dumb. I think that's his job. But I you know, he, I have seen him do good interviews, you know. I had to I had to say anything pro Piers Morgan. Mm-hmm. But enough about him. So did that get you so you advanced? Mm-hmm. And how did it go after that? Next round was in Las Vegas, which is weird because you do that round just in front of the judges with no audience. Um, and that went fine. Which judges was were they? The, the same three. It was uh, Piers, Ozzy Osbourne's wife, and Howie Mandel. Sharon so how Osbourne. did you advance? So Piers ultimately voted for you? He voted against me, but uh, Howie and Yeah, Sharon, Sharon, she was nice, right? She yeah. defended you. And yeah, I'm sure Howie, Howie did as well, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Harry, at least, you know, he understands what it's like to... Um, do comedy. So if you get two votes, you just have to get a majority of the votes. So I got two out of three. And then the next round was in Vegas. And they don't really, they didn't really show that round on TV because there's no audience. Mm-hmm. We made it through that. And then the, for that round, I just told jokes. Mm-hmm. Then for the third round, I was like, well, I don't really think that, that my comedy is right for th- uh, that crowd, the America's Got Talent crowd. And I only advanced because it was funny to watch me scream at right, people. Right, it was a bit of a spectacle. So I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to scream at people again? <laughs> am I going to bomb and then well, I'm de- scream at people again? Yeah. So for the third round, I they call you up and um, they say, okay, what do you need for your act? What props do you need? And I said, well, I just need a microphone. And they said, okay. And then I said, well, what if I wanted fireworks? Could you get me fireworks? And they said, yeah, we get you fireworks. Oh. And, I, and so. Oh, that's great. For my For the third round, I did this big thing where. I come out and I say, you know, the producers have asked me to jazz up my act. And I said, no, because I'm an artist and I have integrity. Yeah. But then fireworks go up behind me. And between all my jokes, these crazy things keep happening, but I don't notice them. Uh-huh. And so they gave me everything I asked for, except I said at the very end of my act, I want to, can, can you get a, cut, a herd of teacup pigs to run out on stage? <laughs> and they said, this is a very rare animal. 
And uh, secondly, it's very expensive to have animals because you got. I've never even heard of a teacup pig. Is that like a a pot belly pig? Uh, yeah, maybe like a pot belly pig. It's like just like a very small pig that you. Yeah, can, a little cutie pie. Kind you see wearing galoshes yeah. on the internet. And they said, "So we we can't do that." And I said, "Okay, how about a bunch of kids dressed up as pigs?" And they said, "We're not even gonna." Yeah. Discuss. There's no way. Yeah. And they said, "Do you mention pigs in the final joke?" No, I just wanted something crazy to happen at the end, like a yeah. flock of doves or something. And they said, what about beautiful beautiful dancing girls? And I was like, are you even listening to me? And then I said, what about men? See, I would have said, oh, that's good. That'll work. <laughs> I would have said, yeah. I mean, anything that's not just me standing here. Yeah. Okay, so what happened? Well, I said, what about men dressed up as pigs, but they run out on all fours? And they said, what about can-can dancers? And I said, are they wearing pig masks? And they said, okay. Really? Yeah. You really you stood your ground on the pig thing. I don't know why. So how did that go? That went great. That round was good, and see, I'm surprised. I see. I I'm surprised I didn't see that because that sounds like some. That was fun. That was round three, but I didn't advance. But then the judges brought me back for a wild card round, so that was the semis. And then for that one, I did a roast. I like roasted the other contestants and stuff like that. Um. And then that was my fun. That's as far as I made it. Wow. Did that help your career? Not really. I mean, it was insane. Like, I got recognized everywhere I went. Yeah? For six months, almost a year. Wow. It was, like, crazy. Like, everywhere I went, just walking around. But I had a job I really liked. Like, I was the art director at Quirk Books in Philly. Uh Uh-huh. And so I didn't want to quit my job. And then also, I was only four years in the comedy, like I couldn't parlay that into headlining because I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the time. I had the time, but it was like bad. And then also I just didn't, I wasn't even on Twitter. Like I sort of didn't, I felt uncomfortable with it. And I sort of thought that the way they depicted me on the show wasn't. Well, you don't want that to be your, unless you're always going to have some crazy shit going on in the back. Yeah. They're like, like on the show, they're like, this is Doogie. He's weird. Yeah. Which maybe I am, but I don't know. Did you talk to Piers at all one-on-one? Uh, no. No. <laughs> well, so he, he, the second time, though, he, he let you through, right? Or yeah. did he get voted down again? Uh, no, I think the second time he liked me. Really? Yeah, and I got all three votes. Oh, okay. Well, Piers, then I take back some of whatever I implied about you. <laughs> if you're listening, which you're probably not. Probably is. Now, I have to. I know I don't have to, but. We'll just bri- briefly talk about your name. Oh, okay. I know that's like your worst nightmare. Yes. Every day. Is it every day, right? Yeah. You go. Oh, you, you can. We can not talk about it if you don't want. We can talk about it if you want. I mean, it'll, it'll be, be a, real, it'll real be a quick. short discussion. Yeah, no, very quick. But I, I remember the only reason I bring it up because I, I asked you, and somehow, I had never, I didn't know that Doogie was an actual name that people had. I always thought it was like a fun, a fun nickname. Well, to be honest, it is my nickname. Oh. But I don't tell people it's my nickname because I don't want them to think that I chose it as a funny stage name. Like, it's been my See, nickname. See, now you're telling me this for the first time. I've asked you about this four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've always said, no, it's my real name. It's from some sort of... You're just uh, such a great interviewer. It's, it's <laughs> got People it. open up so when what, they're on so your what's show. So what's your... You want to tell your real name? Or? So my real name is Eric. And I got the nickname Doogie when I was in sixth grade. I was a really good student and I got skipped a grade. And so when I went up to... The junior high, they were like, oh, you're smart, Mr. Smart Guy, like Doogie Hauser. Are you serious? Yeah. So you've been lying to me all this time? Yeah. Why have you been lying to me? About a lot of things, Todd. 
No, I'm kidding. That's the only thing. Because I don't like to even tell people because it's a it's like a long story, and like I said, I don't want people to think I chose Doogie as a. But didn't you tell me it was name. like some uh, Welsh? It is. So it's a real. It is. It real, is actually Welsh. Okay, that's not a lie. That's not a lie. I feel weird that you told me a lie, but uh, nothing I can do now. We're we're in mid halfway through this thing almost. Interviews over. <laughs> do you um? Well, you deserve to be asked about it if you if you made it up yourself then. Oh, I didn't make it up. Other people call me it. But it stuck. And it stuck. And so, yeah, I mean, I've had it since I was a, like a teenager. Dang. And so it's just been my, I mean, it was my name at work. So it was on my business cards. Like nobody calls me Eric except my mom and dad. Really? So, but like, I don't like to tell people because then they'll think I chose it because it's funny. It's like a comedian, like well, a stage name. the cat's out of the bag now. <laughs> wow. You all right? I think I need to take a, a break. No, yeah, fine. <laughs> so when's the last time? Uh, when's the last time we worked together? Was it was it uh, Bethlehem? I can't. Uh, no, it was WFMU. Oh, in Jersey City, Jersey City. Yeah, which was fun. That was fun. I like that. A little hundred seater. That place is interesting. You're in, you're out. Did anything crazy happen that show? No, I don't think so. No, I think we didn't even go there together because we just we took the sub. I wonder then... if that siren is could be louder and more distracting. <laughs> I'm used to sirens, and people are, who listen are used to sirens. I know. Afterwards, oh, afterwards, you gave me an Uber back. Did I? Well, yeah, because you were going to the um, Aziz's party, and you gave me an Uber. I uh, did. Uh, yeah. Oh no, we shared an Uber. That's back. what I mean. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like get you your own separate Uber. No, no, no. But you, you let me. We Ubered back. Yeah. And you went to his. I mean, I'm nice, but I'm not like. <laughs> you can have your you own bought, separate Uber. You bought me two Ubers. I was. Did shy. I? What no, was? I'm kidding. Yeah, those, those Ubers don't come cheap. Ubers, no. I don't know if it was surge pricing. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, it was a pretty. Yeah, that was a fun show. It was just a good show. But we did a couple in Bethlehem, PA, your hometown. Yeah. And one of them, uh, th- these I've been writing about in the book. But one of them, uh, I know we went there. I got there a day early. Yeah. And they're like, there's snow coming, but don't worry. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. There was almost a guarantee that the show was going to happen. Yeah. And then the next day, yeah, we're not, we can't do a show <laughs> in this weather. And I was like, I'm sitting in, you know, I'm in a bed and breakfast, <laughs> yeah. which was kind of a nice bed breakfast. It was very nice. That's the Sayer Mansion. Yeah, there was a cute dog there. Yeah. But- that was a fun. Bethlehem was an all right. And then we went back. They rescheduled me. Yeah, we which did. Which they would legally have to do. Two shows there, right? Two or three? Over the. No. We only did one. No, no, that night. But I mean, over the years, we've done like two or three shows in Bethlehem. No, that was my first trip to Bethlehem. We did. Um, we've done Steel Stacks twice. No. Well, one time it was, it was canceled. I've only done Steel Stacks once. Oh. I promise you. Okay, yeah, I believe you. You probably did it with someone else who you lied to. Bob Barry? <laughs> now, uh, I remember, I mean, this is all in your book, but you also, uh, I remember the second time your wife was locked out. Yeah. This, goes, this is pretty juicy. This is juicy. And uh, you were like, hey, I have to go get my wife. And I was like, okay. And I kind of went, she can't get a locksmith? No, she ran. And then you made a few phone calls. And I said, all right, 
because I didn't want to get to the I didn't want to get to the show an hour before I was going on. Right. Because I like to check the town out because I'm mm-hmm. writing a book. Chill out. So I I said, all right, well, go save your wife. And then I walked like 50 feet, and I was like, you know what? Fucking he can get a locksmith. <laughs> so I came back and I insisted. Right. You suggested. You said, you know what? Call a locksmith. It'll actually be quicker. Oh yeah. Well, that yeah. You should have known Which that without me saying that. Well, it's only it was like a 20 minute drive back home. Which means it would have been forty five minutes. Which means that was the part that uh, that I knew yeah. that made me upset was like he's like yeah, it's twenty minutes like no way you're getting there in twenty minutes. Forty five round trip. Yeah, now probably forty five each way. And you said, well, why don't you just call a locksmith? And I said, well, she's concerned they won't be able to get the door open. And you said they can get the door open. And so I never told you how the story ends. She called the locksmith, and they couldn't get the door open. Are you serious? Yeah, but then our our super. Came back early. He was supposed to be gone all day. My, he was supposedly going to be gone all day, but he ended up coming back early, so he was able to let my wife in. But the locksmith couldn't get the seriously. Door open. He said he was going to have to pop the pins. That's nuts. I know. Because my one experience of getting locked out and calling a locksmith, this guy came showed up with like a piece of plastic. It looked like just a piece of like mylar kind of a, like just thin plastic and. Mm-hmm. Stuck the door shot open like three <laughs> FBI agents kicked like a SWAT team kicked it open. I mean, like shot open. It was unbelievable. It was like poof, you could hear you could hear gunshot. Was it, was it a pretty new door? It was. I'm guessing it was not as secure as your door. But yeah. thank God I'm not in that building anymore because people could just uh, yeah. All you need is a piece they could just of use their Metro card and yeah, and then have access to all my jokes. What do you? Uh, when's the last time you were on the road? It's been a little while now because we just had a baby. You did? Yeah, on Christmas Day. Holy shit. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew you were having one I didn't, on Christmas Day. Christmas oh. Day. See, that's going to be, what's your child's name? Kirby. Kirby? It's mm-hmm. a dude. Yeah. That's a cool name, Kirby. It was uh, my wife's grandfather's name. I like that name, K-R-B-Y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to... Uh, See, now that kid's going to get, the way you get asked about Doogie, your kid's going to hear, so you get two sets of presents every year? I know. For the rest of their lives. Everybody has been asking me. Every day. And I think I have a good solution. What we'll do is, like the birthday party we throw where kids come and stuff, we'll do December 1st. But then on Christmas Day, he'll get one birthday present in addition to the Christmas presents. That's a good way to handle it. So like all the presents will be wrapped Or in- better yet, what were you going to say? Well, all the presents will be wrapped in Christmas paper, except one will be wrapped in birthday paper. That'll be his birthday present, you know. Why don't you just get him whatever you're going to get for one of the holidays and just claim that's twice as much as you intended to get? <laughs> so just lie And to you him. set, not lie, but just set the precedent. Like, right. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this this thing I got you is, uh, I'm trying to, this, uh, what would be a funny, cheap, shitty gift? A sponge? This sponge I got you, I was going to get you only half a sponge, but. <laughs> But hey, I realize that you didn't ask to be born on Christmas. Yeah. So you get the full sponge. Well, sponge is good, yeah. That's nuts. So what's it like being a... Uh... A, a dad? So your your kid's like a week old. Yeah, he is... He is like, what's it, nine days or something? Oh my God. What are you doing podcasts for? Uh, he's he's okay. He's, yeah, yeah, I assume he's not alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's home alone, but he's, yeah, he's, he understands. He's, he's a bright kid. I told him it was wow. it was you and he said... That's nuts. Yeah. It seems like a lot longer. Like, we had been home for three days, and it already seemed like 
a week. Like it, it was, it's it's really weird. Time has slowed down a lot because it's a. I think because it's a new experience. You know how time. You know how as you get slower, time seems to move. Or as you get older, time seems to move more quickly. Yeah. And because you have less new experiences. Yeah. I think we discussed this a while ago. Right? Did we? Because we were talking. Must have about, been a long drive. <laughs> got this heavy. We were talking about because you were tra- you you were I think it was about one of your trips. Uh huh. And oh, it was about me. Okay. When you travel, yeah, it, uh, you have new experiences, so time seems to go slower. Um, so anyways, time has just gotten slippery. Also, we've been sleeping at really weird hours. Yeah, I know you don't sleep when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Everyone says it. I hear it. Everyone who has a kid, mm-hmm. but it, I imagine that is true. Yeah, you just try to have to try to catch it when you can. Like if he falls asleep, catch a quick nap. How do you learn how to take care of a kid? They uh, like, even like because I, I would think like you got to know what shots to get them and what food to get them, and it's a little crazy because there is lots of stuff, and you, you're like, gee, like yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's like getting a kitten. <clears throat> we, we read a lot of books, and then also at the hospital, they do a good job of. Um, giving you information and then you know we ask our parents and then also you have a pediatrician and then my my wife's brother is also a pediatrician ah um so you just ask around and we've read a lot and done a lot of research and wow and then a lot of it is just you sort of you know it's like fucking it's like you figure it out you know it's like whoa <laughs> did not see that uh, did not see not coming but you know what i mean it's like you're alive i'm alive we're our parents geniuses you know everybody's well, here well i mean it's it must be uh not as hard as you would think <laughs> if we all survive that's how people end up with a baby sometimes though is that they they didn't think about the fucking enough yeah ooh that was deep I should just end right there with that deep thing. So you have this baby. Mm-hmm. What are you going to... Now, I've thought about, like, if I ever had a kid, I'd like, man, I'd have to go on the road even more, right? Why? To make more money, because this kid's expensive. Oh, I oh. mean, I, I do plenty well on the road. Don't get me wrong, but... So, I mean, yeah, it's expensive, but, I mean, so far it's not too bad. You got to buy a lot of extra stuff you wouldn't, you know, diapers and... But if you know people that have babies, you get a lot of stuff for free, like clothes or strollers or things like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, uh, oh, they grow out of a, a stroller? Do you grow out of a stroller? I mean, yeah. obviously, when oh, you're yeah. 11, you do. But. Yeah, at a certain age, you grow out. Yeah. So people just go, hey, take this. this. Well, yeah, my mom and sister, they were super excited. My mom was so excited. And so they threw us a baby shower. And so got a bunch of free stuff at the baby shower. Holy and. Um, but oh, so to answer your original question, I haven't been doing the road much because when you have a baby, they give you a due date, but the baby could come two weeks before that, right, or two weeks after that. So I had a month where I was like, I'm not going to schedule anything. No, that makes sense. Actually, that um, that one show you asked me about in um, Foxwoods or something, or uh-huh. it was kind of near the due date, and I was like, uh, I just won't even. No, they, really you, you don't want to be like in some town with me and got to <laughs> leave, and then I get mad at you for exactly. for going home for with such a lame exactly. excuse. No, no, of course you want to be there. I get it. So, I don't have kids, but you know I understand why you would want to be there if your wife's having a kid, right? And not on the road with a famous comedian. You get getting it. laughs, making ton of money, crushing. So do you? Um. So now that 
the now are you going to go back? You never did the road a lot, though. I didn't do the road a ton. I mean, I would go to I do a lot of gigs in Philly. I'd go to like Portland or San Francisco, Atlanta, but I, I don't do the road a lot. What are you, how are you going to pay these bills, man? Uh, with my design and illustration and writing and stuff. How are you going to do this, man? That's how I make most of my money, anyhow. Do you do a lot of like freelance stuff? Like that? Yeah, I mostly. I make books, so either r like writing them or drawing them or designing them, and that's how I make most of my money. Do you still do book covers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, occasionally. Not as much. I do less design now and more illustration and Didn't writing. Didn't you show me one of your books in a bookstore? I feel like you did. Probably. Not one of your books, but a book cover you designed. Probably, yeah. It was probably the Miss Peregrine, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. I don't know. That's like the most well-known series I've done, that and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Pride and Prejudice? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, okay. Not the original. Not the original. <laughs> I was like, man, doing you this for a while. get to have 10 kids. Yeah. That kind of resist. You don't get royalties on this. You just get a flat. You just get a flat fee for cover design, yeah. And do do publishers, uh, they tell you what the... They don't... Do they They work with you a little bit on the cover? Like, like if I, I'm thinking about my own book now. Mm -hmm. Like, are they going to say, no, this is the cover? Or are they going to go, what, do you, what are your thoughts? They'll probably go, what are your thoughts? Yeah, every publisher is different, um, and it depends also, for your book, they'll probably take more of your input than they would if, be because it's a memoir, yeah. they'll probably take more input than if you were uh, writing fiction, you know what I mean? Um, so they'll probably ask you, what do you want? Yeah. Or what are your thoughts? And if you say, I don't really have any, they'll say, say, you know, I'm going to say, show me some shit. Mm -hmm. I'll say it just like that. Show me some shit, man. Email me some JPEGs. Well, because it's a memoir about you, yeah, you sort of have to be on the cover. Yeah, you kind of have to do certain things. You, I can't just <laughs> just do like a, a plain purple cover, with just the title on it. <laughs> Trust me, man. That's actually a genius idea. Has anyone ever done that? Uh, plain. Have, have the Beatles done that or anything? The White Book. I think <laughs> they came out with. That's a good one. So when you've done these book covers, do you work with the publisher or do you work with the author and the publisher as an illustrator? You almost never work with the author. The The publisher tries to keep them yeah. out of the loop if yeah, possible. Yeah, I want you writing, with, hey, man, what, show me a little what's going on before we... Yeah, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen, and it's rare. As the author, a lot of times you it's hard for you to have an objective opinion. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So... An author is usually not a good judge of what a good cover would be. So that's one reason they try to keep them out of the loop. That's a, that's a good, that makes sense. You know, because you don't want to, like it is their book, they have every right to decide what the cover is, so you don't want to insult them. Yeah. And so it's best to just kind of keep them out of the loop. And I've almost never had a, I don't think I've ever, I had one author that was angry with the book cover. Let's hear about it. The book was called Fine Waters, it was a sommelier's guide to water. Okay. It was like a wine. It was like a wine yeah. guide, but for waters from all around the world. Okay. This book was so much work. Like we, my studio was full of all these water bottles from all around the world, and we had to photograph them. And then he had tasting notes on the different kinds of waters, and we had maps with the region, and we had the the breakdown of uh, what was in them, the different minerals. And anyways, he didn't like the cover. He said. He's like, for this cover, here's what I want you to do. Have you ever been in a W hotel? Have you ever driven a Ferrari? I want the cover to be like that. 
<laughs> so so douchey. And I was like, well, then you shouldn't have written a book about water. <laughs> yeah, no, like, those, those people are not reading a book about water. Yes. There's only so much I can do. What does that even mean? Have you ever driven a Ferrari? No. <laughs> I love that he thinks W's are the most expensive hotels, too. Yeah. Nothing against idea. W's. They're a solid hotel. They're nice, stayed, but... Stayed in one Atlanta, Hollywood, a few other places, probably. Solid hotel. But <laughs> have you ever stayed in a W hotel or driven a Ferrari? <laughs> Uh, the answer is no. Can I? Do you still want me to? Ever so what? What, what did he want? Like a, a fur coat around a water bottle or something? I have no clue. That's actually a great idea. That is a good idea for your for your. So cover, what did you end up with? It was a it was a white cover, and there were water droplets on it. And one of the water droplets looked like a bottle, and it had spot gloss on it. So it, it sort of looked like the cover had like little drops of water on it, and it had small type, and it just said fine waters, and it was kind of. Classy minimalist. And nice. he was all right with that? No, no, he hated it. He didn't like it. He said, oh, make, he it, to... make it look like you're driving a Ferrari. You, should have, you know what you should have done? <laughs> you should have given him a picture of a W hotel with a Ferrari parked in front of him. <laughs> just go, How's this? Is this what you're talking about? <laughs> Maybe the driver's drinking some water. He's drinking water. Oh, man. That would have been tempting. Because in photo, you could have nailed that. And, you could have photoshopped that in five minutes, right? I spent enough time on that book. Oh, my God. And... I got to look that book up. So you ended up still doing the cover, though, right? Yeah, yeah. And he just didn't have a say in it. And he was just angry. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I bet it's. I bet uh, I will like it when I look that book up later. Oh, it's the dumbest. Hey, let's not trash the guy. So good. <laughs> the um. Now you were gonna buy a house. You told me you were gonna buy. What was this you building like a hundred fifty, hundred forty square foot house? I remember you telling me something. Yeah, about Yeah, we're still gonna do it. Apparently. Um. My wife bought the land. How much land should I? It's two acres. It's in upstate New York. That's a lot of that's a lot of land. Yeah, it's amazing how much an acre is. Yeah, because you see, I see like ads for like mansions in Beverly Hills, and they're like on one eighth of an acre or a quarter of an acre, and you're like, oh my, that's a mansion. Well, I used to live in the country. We used to live at the base of the Blue Mountain in uh, Pennsylvania, and we had. I think I have a different idea of um, space because we had a lot of we had nine acres. Really? We had a lot. So I was used to a lot of space. So you're going to have two acres and 140 square foot. Yeah. What's like a prefab house, right? What do you mean? Oh, no, we'll build it. We'll build it. But it's like a kit or something, isn't it? Uh, I don't think so. You'll buy, I mean, we'll buy the, the roof beams will be pre-made. The little, um, they're like triangles, you know, the, uh, the roof part. Uh Uh-huh. Those will be pre-made. But aside from that, I mean, you just... You sink some posts into the ground. We'll probably do like post construction. So this is gonna be sort of a quasi tent. No, it's like a camping cabin. You oh. ever stayed in one of those? No. <laughs> Such disdain. I say your a response. W hotels, man. <laughs> some of W's. Yeah, it's a one room cabin. It's a camping cabin. It's a. And what are you know. gonna do about uh, plumbing? Uh, we'll use a chemical toilet. Which what, is what is a chemical? To- is that a Jiffy, a porta potty. It's kind of like a nice porta potty or like a small porta potty. What would be nice about it? That it's not a uh, that you're that the only, not at Coachella or you're, something. Yeah, you're the only person <laughs> pooping in it. It's not you're not sharing it with ten construction workers. Um, and then we'll probably have water put in. You got to wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Yeah, we'll probably have water put in, but we won't be able to do the the um the like the composting at first. Or we could we might do an outhouse. We'll see. Can you drink that water? Uh, yeah, we ha- we had it tested. We do have 
there's a natural. There's actually a natural. The word is potable, right? Potable, yeah. Well, I've always said a potable. I'm not sure. Potable? I'm pretty sure it's not potable. Well, because I think the able is means potable. Yeah, like I always assumed it was like a French word. Yeah, I don't think it's potable, but like fragile. Well, this is a good argument to have. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a good fight we can have. Potable. You're probably right. I'll give it to you. Um, but we actually have, there's a spring on the property, so I know that we can. Um, but you got to filter that shit, right? Uh, you can. You don't have to. We tested it, and they said it's fine. Like you can just scoop your hands in there and just drink it. I think you take it from under the ground before it gets like up into the little um, pond that it's made like or whatever. Everything about this sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> just hire six dudes, burn that house out, and in like three days supposedly uh, just uh, one person can build it in uh in like a couple weeks really? a couple of days yeah we'll probably have some we'll probably have some family come up and build it <laughs> now now that you're very skeptical and i have to say that i actually um no i'm i'm half joking but... i agree with you like it's not really my uh i'm not an outdoorsy person and oh it's, you're not uh it's not really my bag but yeah my wife likes it so um and i don't mind it necessarily but she really likes the outdoors and um she's from uh banff canada uh-huh which is very wildernessy and so she likes that kind of stuff and so she wanted a place where we could get away and be in nature how did you decide on 140 square feet that legally that's the biggest you can make it without a permit oh. like if you go bigger than that then they say, okay, well, now it's a house. need all those permits taped up on a Yeah, and if it's a house, it board. needs to have a septic tank. It needs. So to... what is this considered? Like a little storage unit? Yeah, it's like a chicken coop or a shed or something like that. Once you get the permits, under. man. Well, because then it has to be a house that's at least 800 square feet and needs to have septic, electric. Ah, uh, yeah. So it goes Might from... Might as well just buy a house at that point. Yeah, it goes from costing a couple thousand dollars to costing... More money than we. So have. this house is going to cost you two thousand dollars, maybe like three thousand. You can have Wi-Fi. Of course, we'll have Wi-Fi. We're not Seriously? Bar- no. It <laughs> sounds like an awful place to stay. <laughs> how, how many? Realistically, how many? How much time you can spend in this place? I don't know. We'll see. You bring a baby to a yeah hundred and forty square foot house. Yeah. I mean, you spend most, most of your time. Cr- I think cribs are like 120 square feet. <laughs> Thank you, you. You spend most of your time outside of the house at a place like that, you know, just looking around, going, "What do we do?" Look, so is this like is this like going to be like a wine? Do you have a driveway? Uh, we'll have to put in a driveway. Right now, there's a. I mean, it's kind of got a. It's got like a path you can drive up to it, but we'll probably put in. I think the first thing we'll do is we'll level that, and we'll put in like crushed gravel and have a little driveway. Got any snakes? I didn't see any. I don't Deer? think so. Deer. Um, we're uh, right across the street from a goat farm, which is very convenient. Yeah, you're going to um, make your own goat cheese mm-hmm. in, uh, the, in the no kitchen that you have? Right. Uh, we got frogs. They're frogs. Yeah. Got a nice stone wall, like one of those old, you know, those flat stacked stone walls on the uh, one side. So you already got a stone wall built, huh? Mm-hmm. Whoever built that should have built you a house. <laughs> you got fucked over, man. What else what else do you have coming up besides hanging out with your baby? Um not that that's not enough. I'm working on some Oh, I have an album coming out soon. There you go. We're getting into the plug portions. We're winding down. 
Uh, yeah, I recorded an album at Helium Comedy Club last month. Oh, that's right. You were telling about that. Mm-hmm. How many shows did you do? I just did one. And it, did yeah. you hit it out of the park? Yeah. It, it was it, good? It went good. I was nervous about just doing one. Why'd you just do one? Well, they said, can you fill that room twice? And I said, no. And you're like, honestly. <laughs> I said, what am I, Todd Barry? Yeah, what am I, Todd Barry here? Come on. Um, and so they said, it's better to just fill the room once. If you can't fill it, it'd be better to fill it twice. But if you can't, instead of doing two shows that are like kind of full. Who just, said this? Uh, Jack Vaughn at uh, oh, New really? Life. Okay. And he's, I said, I was worried about messing up. And he said, if you mess it up, just retell the joke. Yeah. And just tell um, people. I mean, everybody knows well, you're recording Well, it's done, so I don't know. I should not, he shouldn't even. It's, it's, uh, it's done, and it went well. It went well, yeah. So when's that coming out? February 5th. And What's it called? A Delicate Man. A Delicate Man, a nice. Delicate Man. You doing the cover, I assume? Yeah, I'm finishing that up right now. Um, I did this cover where... I wanted it to look like a Chet Baker album cover. So it sort of looks, it's a photo of me and my expression is kind of like I'm really feeling the music or something. And I have my hand up against my chest like this and my head's back. Uh huh. And I thought it was a good photo, but a couple people, and not too many, but a couple, they said, oh, it looks like the way your hand is like this. It looks like you're making fun of either like gay people or retarded people. Like yeah. Like pretending. Yeah. Which I was mortified. I mean, like, obviously... Yeah, I, maybe you were thinking people would be... just over-assuming how much people would be in the same place you were. Yeah. With the picture. So in your mind, there was a picture of you in deep thought. Yeah, or like I was really feeling like the... Show me how your hand was. Like this. Not th- to me, based on that, it doesn't look like... No, I but know. also doesn't look like you're listening to music either. No. So that was... a. It's a terrible photograph that you should not have seen. <laughs> so what, did you change it? I'm going to change it, yeah. Yeah, I'd say if more than one person came up with that. Exactly. It's just like one weirdo who says, uh, but yeah. if it's like a few people are going, that reads, now I want to see this picture. I'll send it to you. You have it on your, in your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Can we make this interesting? <laughs> How long is it going to take you to find this picture? Like uh, it's a podcast, man. It ain't a. I, I don't know why I worry about these little some little lulls. It's a podcast. People are cool. With this it. is They're a tightly. This is a po- by podcast standards. This is a tight podcast. You run a tight podcast, shit. You know what? I actually think I. Oh, you didn't delete I it, did don't. you? Oh, sorry, man. I could have given you here's the final an out- word. Here's an outtake photo from the same shoot, though. That doesn't look like what you're saying. No, that was a different one. That's the one you should have used. Oh, it's on my Instagram. Really? Yeah, here it is. Uh, I get here, I'm going to tell you Listeners guys. Listeners at home, you can follow whether along. Whether this is offensive. Um, I don't know that I would read that. No, I wouldn't read it that way. Is that the one that they people had a problem with? But it was like, I think... Because the expression that you're making is so... And then this this is the other option. That's weird because I don't even know... What, are you holding a backpack? Yeah, I got a jacket over my shoulder. Yeah, I might yeah, scrap everything and start over. No, but I didn't have a problem with that first one. I don't either, but like four or five people. Really? Now, out of... Because the face you're making that no one can see is like... The, it is a exaggerated, oh, I'm listening to something yeah, I'm heavy. Like, mm. It'd be like... The, it's the face people make when they listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is too deep. I want to <laughs> savor every morsel of it. Yeah. So you went with something else. So. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep that head... Yeah. And I'm going to cut the body off, and I'm going to use a body where the hand, instead of like that, it's more like this. Uh-huh. It's up 
in so yeah. the hand is still up, but it's I, it can't be misconstrued. Yeah. A delicate man. Where does that come from? Uh, New Wave is putting it out. No, I mean where does where does the title come oh, from? Oh, uh, it's from one of my jokes. I have. A, I've never listened to your jokes. So I don't. Uh, there's a joke. Of, I got a whole portion about my back. I had a really messed up back, and I had to have surgery. Oh, that's right. There was one time where you couldn't do road work with me because your back hurt so bad. Yeah, it was a big. Is that healed? Yeah, I'm doing physical therapy now, and I'm basically all good. It took a while. I was on what a nightmare. I, I mean, I had surgery. It was. Were you on Percocet? I was on hydrocodone and oxycodone. Holy shit. For a while. That's some real fucking it was trash heavy. drugs. <laughs> I stopped it because I was like, you, you, you can feel it taking hold. You can feel when you take oxy, oh, this is a really serious drug. It, it modifies your perception. Yeah. It's not just like a... Some people just, they become like, well, I got, I got 15 of these left. <laughs> yeah. I throw them down the toilet. Or I could become an, an addict. Yeah. I know. They don't become addicts. They're already addicts. I get it. Don't write me letters. <laughs> no one writes me letters. <laughs> no one writes anyone letters. No. The um, So you got the album. What mm -hmm. else do you have? And that's February 5th? That's coming out February 5th. A Delicate Man. A Delicate Man. And then I'm working on a couple books. I'm illustrating a, a middle-grade nonfiction book called Kid Artists. Uh-huh. It's about... It's true stories about famous artists when they were kids. Oh, really? Um, and then I have that book, Some Very Interesting Cats, perhaps you weren't aware of, that that just came out in the fall. I'm doing some stuff for that, doing some book talks and things. And You're uh, out of the comedy business, man. You're just all books. <laughs> you got to hit the road with, the, with that album. Yeah. You got any shows you want to plug? No, right now, like, my show schedule is really light because... Like you said, have Kirby. Yeah, I'm home with Kirby, and I want to want to help my wife out. No, I, I, that your baby's nine days old. I'd say yeah. <laughs> it's not time to go. Hey, I'm see you in a few weeks. <laughs> Going to Gary, Indiana. Hi, Kirby. You'll be three times the size when I get done. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Yeah, a lot's happened for you. This podcast, uh, <laughs> Some album other coming stuff. out, and your baby. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here, man. What's it? DoogieHorner.com. Yeah, you can check me out. Uh, DoogieHorner.com. I'm on Twitter, at DoogieHorner. How many followers do you have? Uh, somewhere in the 3,000s. Ooh. Yeah, it's we pretty... Gotta, we got to kick that up. Pretty low. That is... Pretty embarrassing. That's humiliating. Kind of sorry you asked. I'm, uh, had I asked that before, I would not have asked you to do this podcast. <laughs> but thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having me, Todd. And people at home, thank you for being here. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Feral Audio. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with the 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS ID 399801.